Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. We start today with wildfires. Major fires are raging in Canada, and the first fires of the season are now burning in eastern and central Oregon. Alex Robertson is going to be coordinating a lot of the action this summer and fall. He is a U.S. Forest Service's Director of Fire, Fuels, and Aviation for the Pacific Northwest and Alaska, and he joins us now. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. I mentioned the the first fires of the season burning in eastern central Oregon, one big one near Hermiston right now. But what does the phrase fire season mean to you these days? Well, that's a that's a really great question because it it really depends on the year, the seasonality, the snowpack, spring rains, and so many factors that that drive when our actual fire season starts. And and as I think about it, um, our season really doesn't start in the Pacific Northwest. It starts uh, wherever our resources are needed throughout the nation. Um, the the Northeast, the the Southeast, California. Uh, our workforce is a very transient workforce that goes to where the need is uh, at a national level uh, with a with a, a national agency uh, uh, like the Forest Service. Um, even outside of that, uh, fire season has uh, been very active, as you mentioned, in, in Canada. And we have a lot of resources up helping our neighbors to the north. And that includes uh, firefighters who are based in, in the Pacific Northwest. Some of them are in eastern Canada now. That's correct. Uh, we've had them up there uh, rotating in and out back and forth for over a month now. Can you remember time? You've been with the Forest Service for, for a, a while now. Is there a time in your memory when firefighters from the West were in eastern Canada? Uh, so Canada's actually uh, quite often we we exchange resources with Canada uh, at, at this level is is a little bit unprecedented. I don't know if we've ever uh, sent so much. Uh, but thinking back to a number of fire seasons uh, is, is short ago as 2019, where we sent a tremendous amount of help to Australia for their fire season. Mm-hmm. We've also had a lot of help from those those uh, partnering countries uh, come up to help us, uh, Mexico, uh, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, and Canada, a, a very um, lucrative partnership that we, we uh, often exchange uh, talent skills uh, to help each other out in our fire seasons. You mentioned snowpack and seasonality and, and the variations. How are you feeling about prospects for fires in the Northwest this summer and fall? Sure. So I think the the question that we always have is is not whether we're going to have a fire season. It's it's really uh, when it's going to start and what is going to be the severity. And uh, the the snowpack obviously has um, influence on that. So does uh, uh, spring rains, which is a, a significant impact depending on what we get in, in a, a season like this year where we had a tremendous snowpack, but especially the west of, west of the Cascades throughout Oregon and Washington, we, we haven't had much rain. Uh, so we've seen some fire behavior in some areas that uh, typically don't start this early. We've also seen more rain on the east side of the Cascades uh, that we don't normally see right now and, and anticipate uh, our our finer fuels, the grasses, the, the cheatgrass, the stuff that uh, the kind of fuels that really carries fire and becomes problematic, especially for human caused fires. 
um, we're not in season uh, quite yet in in uh, in the majority of, of the east side of the Cascade. So so it, it's really about when is it really going to start? When are fires going to be more difficult and take more resources to control and contain? And at this point, if, if I understand correctly, I mean, you're talking about all kinds of variables, some of which maybe could make the season earlier, some could push a little bit later. But it seems like you're saying that um, that the the likelihood of the more severe fires is is at this point being pushed a little bit further into the future. Yeah, I, I think in some areas, and and it remains to be seen. We'll see what this weekend does. I know we've got some weather predicted. Uh, if we if we really go into summer and don't see any significant rainfall across the west uh, from here into to where we normally wouldn't see that, you know, early mid July, then we would anticipate having difficulty controlling fires. Um, you know, not very long from now. If we do see some rain, that'll just delay that start. Uh, we we always anticipate getting starts, lightning, human-caused, whatever that is. We know there's a lot of folks out in the woods uh, recreating now, and, uh, and, and, and that, that results in, in new starts, uh, whether it's negligence or just accidental. And, and that, that will uh, trigger our system to, to respond and, and deal with those starts. The severity of the fire season will depend on how difficult that is. What does staffing look like look like right now? I mean, this is a question that we have been asking people in every single industry <laughs> for a while now. But yeah. what about uh, in firefighting? Um, so, uh, to to put it uh, very bluntly, we we are um, Congress has has really uh, supported us to up our staffing and and really. Uh, provide a service to the American taxpayer at the level that uh, uh, that we would expect. The the challenges that we have is is just uh, in in some locations finding folks that are uh, wanting and willing or can afford to live in a, a certain community or wanting to live in a rural community uh, to do that work. And and so we have some places that are just really hard to recruit and retain employees. We have other places that it's very easy to recruit and retain, and those those uh, areas are doing really well. We're we're really uh, uh, very similar to where we were last year, um, and we continue to to work through some hiring and some onboarding processes for for more firefighters as we speak. Um, but the the really good the news for us is is uh, this year, uh, even compared to last year, where we look better at a leadership level, and and what that means to the public is how we make decisions, how we mobilize, how we stay nimble and uh, have the ability to uh, respond to a, a very dynamic and chaotic situation. Um, I feel a lot better about our staffing at, at that decision-making level. And uh, what that does is it, it just means we're more efficient and, and we're going to be better with the resources that we have to actually to go respond to the fires themselves. So more managers at that mid-level, but what are the jobs that have been hardest to fill? It's our entry level positions. It's the it's the lower paying part of our workforce, uh, and it's a it, there's a many factors to that. It's uh, housing costs, uh, ability to live within a community, available housing, and then the the rural aspect of so much of our work is uh, the national forest system uh, is was built on national forests and ranger districts, and a lot of those ranger districts are in in some pretty remote. Uh, places without a lot of services. And so finding people that want to, uh, to, to go to those places, if they don't already live there, uh, that want to move to those places and um, have uh, less services than maybe some other communities, 
those folks are, are harder to find these days. These days, I mean, do you see a change in that since, since when, when you signed up a, a number of decades ago? Absolutely. Um, there, there used to be a, a, a lure to the Forest Service to go live in some of those places, and um, I think the, the the folks that we're hiring into our entry level positions, it's um, not as desire, desirable as maybe what, what it used to be. What about the housing? You've mentioned that a couple times. Either the cost of housing or simply the avail- the lack of availability. What yeah. can you do as an employer to to respond to that? It's it's very challenging. And uh, you know, as we speak, I'm in uh, Washington D.C. at our nation's capital at our our uh, Forest Service Washington office, and that's that's a, a large part of the discussions we're having is how do we leverage uh, what we have influence over as a as a federal agency to to deal with housing. And um, there's there's a lot of options there. They all come with some pretty hefty price tags and. Uh, a, a significant amount of time to accomplish, whether it's building employee housing, uh, working through uh, 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 procurement processes to uh, to get housing that we can subsidize and, and put uh, our employees in. All of those are on the table. Um, some are uh, some of those options are certainly uh, more attractive than others, but they all have a lot of challenges to them. As we look at uh, uh, what's going on in, in uh, our Congress right now, uh, it was support to wildland firefighter. We feel very good about uh, our future, uh, but there's there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty as to, to what that looks like. If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now about the fire season that is upon us. Alex Robertson is the U.S. Forest Service's Director of Fire Fuels and Aviation for the Pacific Northwest and Alaska. Alex, you mentioned that you're in D.C. right now. I'm sure most of our listeners will be aware of the fact that the massive fires in eastern Canada, they blew, well, wind blew smoke from those fires all across the U.S. East Coast, meaning people in New York City and central New York and Philadelphia down into D.C., they got a taste of what many people throughout the West have been dealing with uh, every summer and and fall. Uh, do you think that, that that could have an effect on policymakers in D.C.? I, I, I couldn't have said that better than how you just uh, described it, Dave, and I think the the answer is is that there's many policymakers that woke up to some problems that we've been uh, dealing with and experiencing in the West for a long time. Well, what do you think and, that could mean in practice? I mean, that that, that experience yeah. of wake literally waking up and and seeing hazy skies in the nation's capital. Uh, yeah, and I, I think um, I, I probably don't have a very good answer for that, but I think the the. Uh, the idea that that folks have um, become more aware of the issue um, can't hurt us. And so the the timing of of working on uh, fiscal year 24 budgets is we know we work on a fiscal year that runs out uh, the end of September. Uh, so much uh, media coverage over firefighter pay and, and mental health and all the things uh, proposed in the president's budget. All of those things are on everybody's radar screen right now. So that that smoke uh, impacting a part of the the nation that doesn't normally see smoke um, certainly draws attention to some of the issues that we've been talking about for a long time. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken, you first joined the Prineville Hotshots uh, in 1993, 30 years ago. 
That's correct. How much? <laughs> Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, many of us are are old. How much has the Forest Service's approach to to allocating resources to, to fires changed in that time? I mean, I'm thinking in particular about which fires to focus on and which fires to leave largely alone. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of different uh, aspects to that to that question. Is is not only has our um, maybe our our resource allocation changed, but what's driven that is largely just the the change in what what we're responding to the the um, uh, the the problem that we're trying to find a solution to. Um, fire seasons are longer. Uh, uh, we we see faster growing. We see earlier fire seasons. We see uh, just so many changes in from I, I think back 30 years ago to what was a large fire to what is a large fire today. And um, that to me, that that isn't necessarily attributed to how we're responding. It's just what the fires are doing, fuel load up, uh, weather conditions, dryness, all of those factors. Um, the, the thing that we're we're really focused on as an agency and, and, and really with our partner agencies, number one is is responder safety. Um, it's a very, very dangerous job that we do, and, and we see uh, and we've experienced, especially in Oregon over the last few years, a number of fatalities of folks out uh, just doing what we're asking them to do to protect our nation's forests and, and our values. Um, that, uh, that is first and foremost on our minds. And so um, as we make decisions on where we allocate resources, we, we do that in an interagency environment with all of our partners. Um, that's, that is our number one priority is, is responder in public safety. And so the, the results of that sometimes are, uh, we, we make choices to put resources on those fires that are, um, most immediately going to impact or damage, uh, high values like communities, like, uh, private timberlands, uh, smoke impacts, all of those things. And, and what that means is sometimes those higher elevations, more remote, uh, less threat to value fires don't get uh, don't get resources immediately uh, allocated to them. That uh, that is the, the those are the choices we make collectively on where to put our stuff, and um, that sometimes results in in fires that don't get attention right away. And and uh, and then we have to, to we, we have to work on that after uh, we we take care of and and suppress those fires that are immediately threatening values. Alex Robertson, thanks for your time. I look forward to talking again. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Alex Robertson is a director of fire, fuels, and aviation for the Pacific Northwest and Alaska regions of the U.S. Forest Service. If you tune in to Think Out Loud because you love learning about what's happening in our region, you'll love listening to The Evergreen. This weekly podcast paints an audio portrait of the Pacific Northwest through the stories of the people who live here. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.